0: Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Holy shit. Holy shit. This is one of the last episodes of the year. I am so excited. So this is really a New Year's themed episode, though we are releasing it a week before New Year's, because it's just the end of the year. It is the holidays. It is time for us to look back on 2021 and look forward to 2022. And I am so excited. I can't believe like how much has happened in 2021. And I'm really thankful that the year is over, though. Who's to say 2022 will be better? Unclear. But I have two amazing, amazing guests today to help me look back and look forward. And we are going to talk about a lot of fun stuff. Um, this is a really great episode, you guys. It's it's just about life and where we are right now and um, how dating changed in 2021, what we think might happen in 2022. Uh, We're going to look back at Shot Girl Summer, Hot Vac Summer. We're going to look back at some celebrity couples and weird dating things that happened in pop culture throughout the year. And we're also going to talk about how the pandemic and how 2021. Really impacted our dating lives and our relationships. And I'm so excited. I love these girls. I absolutely am obsessed with the Moral Hangover. Oh, I didn't even introduce them. I just said I have amazing people coming on. Well, now you know the cat's out of the bag. Um, Vic and Katie from the Moral Hangover are going to be joining me or are joining me right now. So let's do it. You guys, I am just so grateful for everyone who has tuned into an episode this year. Thank you. I don't know why I'm getting sappy. We still have another one coming out next week. But, anyways, okay, let's do it. Um, end of 2021, seeing other people. Let's rock. I can't believe I'm saying this, but you guys, we made it through 2021. This year has been insane and incredibly stressful and overwhelming and busy and filled with high highs and low lows. And now it's time to rest and relax and kind of give ourselves a little break from the madness that has been 2021. And my favorite way to rest up is with the help of Mindset Wellness CBD's rest gummies. I have taken these pretty much all year to actually get a good night's sleep and I do not know where I would be without them. And that's why this winter, I wanna give you the gift of rest or I want you to give somebody in your life the gift of rest. It is such a game changer and really helps you get through the day, get through the week because we can't function without sleep. So head to mindsetwellness.com fill up your cart with the rest gummies, not to mention they taste incredible. They are gluten free. They are vegan. They are non GMO. They are organic. And if you use code seeing other people, you get 10% off and free shipping MindsetWellness.com, Let's get back to the episode. Okay, we are here, you guys. It is the end of December. We made it almost. There's a few days left to fuck it up, but Vic, Katie from the I can't speak. See, I'm already fucking it up. Vic and Katie from the Moral Hangover are in the New Year house right now, guys. What's going on? How are you? Thank you so much for
1: having us.
2: Hi. Uh,
0: Thank you for being here. I'm so excited. We've been talking about doing this for so long, and I feel like this is just the perfect way to close out 2021 like we're just gonna have so much fun
1: No, i'm excited and so much has happened I know I filled you in on my dating life and we hung out together and so much has happened since then since then So i'm eager to fill in the gaps
0: Hell yeah. Wait, first of all introduce yourselves. So like people know who you are know whose voice is whose introduce the moral hangover. Let's go. Come on
1: I am katie since i'm talking right now a lot. So i'm just gonna take it over. Um, i'm katie I am the co-host of moral hangover and i'm here with Vic.
2: Hi. Okay. I'm like struggling in the background because I'm having such a bad hair day, but I'm Victoria trying to fix my hair. If you look sexy. What are you talking about? I'm like on the last day of my hair washing schedule and I'm just like trying to make this work. Okay. I think I'm fine. How, what is your hair
0: washing schedule? How many days can you go?
2: Um, I go about three to four. I aspire to go That's impressive.
0: I'm on, I, I washed my hair yesterday morning and I need to wash it tonight.
2: Oh, that's too frequent. No, I'm on the same kind of schedule as you.
1: I I don't like the greasy root. I can't, I hate the feeling of dry shampoo. I'm like every other day.
0: I can't do it. But my, I will say like my hair has this very special power where it dries in like five minutes and I don't do anything to it. Like it just dries like perfectly. And I think that's something some of my friends hate me
1: for. Yeah, I would hate you for that too. Yeah. But like your hair looks so good.
0: Like, honestly, if I actually put work into it, I'm sure my hair would look good. Like remember when you did my hair and it was amazing. Like I don't do that, but I could do that. And I could have hair that looks like yours, but I, I can't. I just don't.
1: Well, you're also so talented that you're able to grow your hair that long. I feel like once we hit a certain age, it's impossible to grow your hair past a certain length. I have not gotten a haircut in a year. Don't do it. Don't cut it. Keep it growing.
0: I know, I want to. Speaking of growing, we all grew this year a little bit. A little little emotional maturity maybe happened. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know if that's true or false. Maybe some people listening grew a little this year. Um, But yeah, so what we're here to talk about today is, first of all, a lot of things, but really the fact that 2021 is actually over. Like somehow we made it through. Um, And so I thought it would be really fun. To look back on 2021 and all that happened in dating, both in, in our dating lives, in seeing other people world, in like celebrity world, there was just so much shit that went down in 2021. And obviously we'll go through predictions for 2022 and all of that. Um, I know the actual New Year's Eve is in a hot sack, um, which means New Year's Eve, New Year's resolutions are going to be broken in a hot second and a half. And we're all going to wake up with the biggest moral hangover in a few days, but it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking about the New Year's Eve kiss. That's what's freaking me out. When you said New Year's, that's exactly where my mind went. I was like, oh my God, the New Year's Eve kiss. I
0: I don't think I've ever had like a meaningful New Year's Eve kiss. Ever. I
1: haven't either. Ever. Um, Vic, we know you Vic, have. what about you? Vic, what about you?
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I've been in a relationship for nine years now, but... I hate New Year's Eve. Like I just think it's the most overrated holiday that I never have a good New Year's Eve. So just like – I second that. I'm almost at the point
1: where I think every holiday is overrated because at a certain age, all you do is go out and you try to find plans and it's always impossible to find plans. The lines are extremely long. You're paying so much money and at the end of the day, all I want to do is hang out with people I love. That's all that matters on a holiday. It's like Halloween, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah – New Year's, they're just all really hyped up. And all that matters is being with your friends and family and people you actually like instead of randos at a bar who are sweaty.
0: I completely agree. Also, like, why are you going to pay 250 bucks to go to a bar that on any other day of the year you just walk into? It's crazy. True. But but it gets it gets really, Absolutely there's enough. a lot of pressure in it. Because like, I know my friends started texting me in like the end of October, early November being like, What are your New Year's plans? Like, I need to make plans now so that I don't have to think about it. And it's like that's the thing. It's like there's so much pressure that everyone wants to just make plans all of the sudden. So then, if you don't, then that's when you fall behind. And then, like, I mean, I know last year, I think it was like literally it was December 30th, and I did not know what I was doing. And on the 31st, my friend and I ended up driving up to Vermont and just like me, her, and her sister, just like drink and ate really good food in her aunt's Vermont house. And we had a great time because it was just so casual. I literally fell asleep at 11.
1: Well, there's also no stress. There's no stress of what am I wearing? Who's going to be there? Who am I going to run into? Like all the possible scenarios that run in our heads.
0: Yeah. Let's real quick set the stage. Vic, I know you just mentioned you've been in a relationship for nine years. Can you kind of Give a little background to that. And then also, Katie, can you just set the stage in your dating life. What's been going on? Just so everyone is up to speed.
2: Yes. Okay. So I've been in a relationship since November of 2012. So nine years with my boyfriend. We were high school sweethearts. And then in college, well, okay, back up in high school, I went to an all girl school. He went to an all-boys school. And then we both went to different colleges. His was in upstate New York. Mine was in Philly. So we've pretty much have kind of always done long distance. Like we've never gone to school together. And then um, the first time we haven't done long distance is now post-grad during the pandemic because I've been home instead of in Philly. So that's where we are now. How has that been going? It's been going really well. Like I think this past now almost like two years we've gotten a lot stronger our relationship we're not getting engaged yeah. yet as you may see probably everyone else from like everyone our Everywhere. age is getting engaged right yeah. now but I'm I'm not or one of them up. <laughs> or both
0: or knocked up that engaged to cover it up.
1: true true
0: <laughs> yeah well we'll definitely get into more of how like COVID and, and the pandemic and actually living in the same place really did like impact your relationship and also mine and Katie's dating lives. But um, yeah, Katie set the stage, your dating life. Are you in a relationship? Are you single? Are you?
1: I am very, um, my dating life. I'm very single. It's non-existent. Well, I guess it is existent. I, I date here and there. I date here and there, nothing serious. Um, I actually just redownloaded Hinge and I've been having a lot of hits on Hinge. So I'm debating putting myself out there and actually going on blind dates with people because I do want to find something. I feel like I have everything in my life that I want. I just don't have someone I can share those things with. So that's a new revelation I'm at in my life. And I also think cuffing season is kind of playing in, like, as a factor too. So TBD, single now, maybe by the time this comes out and airs, maybe I'll be in a relationship. Who knows?
0: Maybe. No, I love that. And I think that's great that you're actually down to like go be set up and like go on blind dates. Like, I think that's amazing. And I think that's a really big thing that's missing from modern dating right now is that like everything is so calculated and like almost it, it, it's just like everything's just fake and like made up. And so to actually like be put on a date with somebody that you really don't know that much about that you haven't extensively stalked and like learned every single little detail about their lives about before you actually meet them in person, I think is an amazing thing. So I support that. Maybe I have somebody for you. We'll see. Okay. Great. Can't wait. Maybe (laughs) if someone's listening and they're like, Ooh, Katie, like, yeah, hit us up. Um, okay. So let's talk about where we started with the dating world in 2021 COVID like the deep, deep, like depths of COVID in the beginning of this year, nobody was vaccinated, which is Mm -hmm. really crazy to think about. I know, like, I think, like our parents started getting vaccinated in February if they were lucky. Um, and so I don't know what it was like for you, Katie, if you were going on dates, date center for Vic, like what you were seeing your friends do. Um, but I know for me, it was like, I would match with somebody the first week of January and I couldn't go on a date with them for a month because I was going home to see my parents. So I couldn't see anyone. And then I was going back to the city, but then my roommates were going home to see their parents the following week. So like we all had to like quarantine. And then that person was going home to see their parents. Like it it was just so complicated to actually get on dates, even if we were trying, which is so crazy to think about.
1: Um, okay, but my experience was a little bit different than yours, Alana. I was loosely seeing someone or who I was like 2019 or what was last year? 2020,
0: 2020. (laughs) You're doing great.
1: Last. Okay. I'm fucking this up. I wasn't seeing anyone at all. And then my parents are super, super conservative when it came to COVID and all of that. I wasn't out of the house. I was doing nothing. And then towards the summer, that's kind of when my parents let up on rules a little bit and like let me go out and like do some things here and there. So I managed to maybe get out of the house, like, 10 times from summer to December. And I met someone through a friend of a friend and had a one night stand with them. And then we went on a few dates afterwards, fizzled out. Now he has a girlfriend, but that was kind of my dating in 2020. It was very uneventful. I wasn't really talking to anyone. Um, nothing exciting was happening on my end
0: you're leaving. Our- and then what happened? Did that, did that change at all? Like when 2021 came around or you were kind of just like in limbo waiting for the world to like open back up again. Cause you couldn't really do much.
1: So once we were able to get our vaccines, I got vaccinated in April. Um, I was g- joining a shore house. So I was joining a shore house and I was like, okay, great. This is going to be a great time to meet young people, single people, because I've been cooped up in my house for so long with my parents. I basically turned into a six year old person at that point. Um, so I met so many people down the shore, didn't really have like a raging sex life like I thought I would. <laughs> um, and I actually went on my first date since December in June. Yes. Okay, wow. And I was an absolute psychopath. I had no idea what to talk about. I, I had so much social anxiety in general just because I was not used to talking to people and being in close quarters with people. And then I was just self-conscious of, oh my gosh, am I gonna get COVID? Like I was thinking that the whole entire time. Um and I basically just forgot basic dating etiquette. I was oversharing, um, or date was too long and I don't know. I would, it just wasn't a great experience. For my first date back during COVID. And then I would get, I guess I would say my next date since June was in August. So I had a little bit of time in between to make sure I don't overfill or not filter myself enough.
0: Yeah, that's really funny. No, I mean, I totally relate to that. Like nobody knew what the hell to talk about or what to say. And even, yeah, just going back out and being with people was just such an uncomfortable thing. I mean, it's funny to think about now because like, yeah, we've all been seeing people and stuff like still being careful, but it's a completely different world than it was in June. And in June, like we were all doing these things for the first time. Um, My favorite kind of little anecdote that I thought was really funny that somebody I went on a date with actually told me, was throughout covid it was like before covid if you would ever go on a date with somebody and suggest like doing a date at one of your apartments like absolutely not they'd be a no. serial killer like what girl
1: in or their right like mind they're but- just trying to you know what right
0: yeah exactly and then suddenly like this that summer happened and You know, things opened up. So, like, or no, so then COVID happened. And so then suddenly, like, you couldn't really go to places at all. And so, suddenly, people going to each other's apartments, nobody's a serial killer. Like, everyone's safe. It's the only way to date is by going to an apartment. And then the summer happened and people started to do things out and about and people started to go on dates again. And then suddenly, like, he was considered a serial killer again if he suggested doing an apartment date. And then the winter happened and everything shut down again. And then, suddenly like nobody's a serial killer. And it's so funny, that pattern that went on, because it really is so true. And like, I know I went on dates where the first date was in the apartment and like, for the most part, they were pretty awful.
1: I can't even imagine that I would have so much anxiety that I was going to shit myself in their apartment, like use user bathroom being there for too long. Like, what do you know? Oh that, no, that, that
0: literally happened to me one day where I like was having such <laughs> stomach issues. I did not know what to do i was freaking out to all my friends i ended up like buying the poopery spray because i I knew this guy lived by himself like had a studio so i knew the bathroom like was not near the window and had no like air vents and there was nowhere else for the smell to go except for in his apartment like what if something happens i don't know what to do my friends were like cancel i'm like i can't i I can't cancel like i have to go on this date like i was taking like every type of pill i could think of like bought the poopery spray nothing ended up happening Thank Thank God,
1: thank God. I was
0: so scared.
1: But it's just like when you're in close quarters with someone like that, it's like, what do you talk about? There's always that awkwardness. Even I feel like when we first met each other, there was like a little bit of awkwardness in the beginning because I'm like, okay, I'm coming into your, you know, your home. Like I want to be respectful. Like everyone lives differently. I think there's so many barriers you have to cross going into someone's apartment. And you also learn so much about someone based on their apartment, like their cleanliness, how they keep their home, like what their decor is. Maybe they have yeah. like a stuffed animal or I don't know, a shrine of guns. Who knows? <laughs>
2: Katie, you're making me what would you do? Well that, that
1: would
0: be crazy. What would you- what would you do, Katie, if you walked into someone's apartment? Let's say it was a third date. You were having okay. a great third date. You were super into this guy. You go home with them, and they have an entire like dresser just filled with guns.
1: I would have to leave. Okay, it actually depends. What do you leave They grab what? Okay, it no. It depends because how this is where my flaw is. If they really are charming and are extremely attractive. I may just still stay a little longer until they give me another reason. But if they didn't really have anything else to offer, then I'd be like, all right, done with you, leaving respectfully. Please seek help.
0: Please seek help. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Now I'm imagining, I don't even know what I would do. I would just like be like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then I would like run the water For a really long time, like call my friends, be whispering like, what do I do? I would just be, I would honestly be afraid. Vic, I know you're not out on the market, but if you were to be dating someone or if you suddenly walked into your boyfriend's apartment, and he suddenly had a bookshelf of guns. I don't know why we're on this topic.
2: You know what? It would depend the part of the country that you're in, because I'm thinking I have a cousin who's a hunter. So it's it, situation by situation. Well, like you're in the part of the but country I probably you're wouldn't currently date a hunter right now. <laughs> in Westchester, there could be some hunters. I I, I wouldn't be into a hunter, but that's a I just want to say, one.
1: and I know I'm probably going to talk about this later, but COVID has made me realize a lot of people's political views, and it also makes you associate certain things with certain political parties, and guns for mm-hmm. me is one of those. So – Retweet. I don't know. That's just how I feel. And it's kind of whatever your political stance is, you kind of like take it or leave it.
0: Yeah. I I second that. Okay, moving on from guns, which was not walking
1: anyone's house with guns, (laughs) which was not on the agenda. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm so sorry. Speaking of this should be illegal.
0: Um, Okay, I want to get into because I think this will be a really funny conversation like weird dating shit that went on this year in like pop culture and like celebrity world and on TV because so much happened. And I want to start by saying like John Mullaney and Olivia Munn started dating, got pregnant. And broke up. What? Are they broken up? You didn't hear they broke up? No, when? Like end of October.
1: Okay, I had no idea. All I know is that he's always in and out of rehab. So when they got pregnant, I was like, girl, maybe not not the best idea right, right now with someone who's, you know, trying to get through something.
0: Yeah. I actually went I saw him live and his whole show was kind of about like his intervention and it was it was really funny. He did such a good job. And he's such an amazing tori- storyteller. But he was like, it was a star-studded intervention. Like I showed up to my intervention and I was like, damn, I'm important.
1: <laughs> Aw. well, hey, people love him. People will love him and they want them want him to get better.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, they broke up. Um, the whole thing happened with Courtney, Travis, Megan Fox, and Machine Gun Kelly. Whatever that was also stop me at any time if you have thoughts on any of these people well
2: i think they're you go back you go back i think that they're making trendy what are they i don't want to generalize here but they're making trendy like a different kind of boy like the rocker guy is like the cool guy now
1: who else it's the whole TikTok crew, I think, yeah. Like, when I think of that rocker look, I think yeah. of the White House, and then I think of Travis Barker, I think of MGK, I think of Pete Davidson. It's the people who, in school, maybe wouldn't have been popular, but post-grad, they're thriving.
0: Yeah.
2: They're the spaghetti noodle
0: boys. Spaghetti. That's so true. They really are. Well, what's funny about Pete is that everyone, like, when he and Kim started, like, quote-unquote dating or whatever, everyone's like obviously going through all of his dating history and it's like what is it about this guy like this he is such an enigma like how are all of these women like possibly attracted to him like how does he date all of these people and it, like everyone's jumping through hoops to try and find the answer and it's like nobody's considered the fact that like maybe he's a good guy
1: well this is what I well, Katie think Katie used to like him right this is my personal theory I think when you're a celebrity status at, if you're a woman and you're a breadwinner and you're making X amount of money, like you don't have to worry about who you're marrying because you're so fine on your own. If you look at everyone who's dated that, dated Pete, they all have their own shit. Like they don't need him. So it's strictly just his personality. Whereas I feel like us commoners, we kind of factor in, okay, you know, not that it's all about money, but like you want someone to at the same, you know, income level as you, same hustle, same drive. So, you know, money's not a factor there. And like when it comes down to it, it's just his personality. Good Nothing point. like a job. Like, they don't care about what his job is. They don't care about how much he makes. They don't care about his friend group. Like, none of that's factored in, like us commoners. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. Commoners. Us commoners. <laughs> what would you peasant. call us?
1: Us non-celebs.
0: Peasants. Um, I know, peasants. but it's just crazy, like, the level of celebrity all of these people are and who they've dated before and then, like, Pete. But I agree. I agree. It is It 100% is his personality.
1: Well, Ariana paved the way. None of this would have been possible without Ariana Grande. It's like, you know, an ugly guy dates one hot girl, and next thing you know, they're getting hot girls out the wazoo when they really shouldn't.
0: That is true. Okay, wait. Well, here's a question. What do you think is more common? Like, ugly guy, hot girl, or ugly girl, hot guy?
2: Vic, you take it. I think it's ugly guy, hot you girl. you never seen hot guys because, with ugly
1: girls ever. Actually, I've seen a few. I've seen a few really? and I'm like, Woo. well, yeah, not to be a biatch, but I definitely have seen someone. and I'm like, I'm like, what's going on here?
2: I can't think of like anyone I, at the top of my head. Yeah. But the thing is like, I think some guys are so redeeming with, and why Pete, I think everyone likes Pete is because He's so funny. So it really makes him – like, girls – like, a lot of girls are about, like, the looks in a guy or guy, the guy, whatever. But um, it's, like, we, like, a whole – rounded guy
1: i also think pete just owns his shit am i making any sense like i think other guys are not self-aware and they try to act like they're you know they're great at their job or they're great at this they're great at that they're a great person like they might be a shitty person but pete's like hey i know i have these issues like it's kind of take it or leave it this is me and this is like authentically who i am so hop along if you're trying to get rowdy if not sit on the side yeah
0: you're not wrong I don't know. I'm curious to see who, who he actually ends up ending up with.
1: I just want to know if him and Kim had sex. That's all I want to know.
0: Dun dun dun. Let's call him up and ask. Imagine if I was just like started like if I just called one of them. Who would you freak out more if I called right now?
2: Kim, easily. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't have her number.
2: <laughs> I heard. Did you guys hear? I don't know if this is too R rated for this podcast that another theory of why he gets so many girls is because he's got it working for him down there. You
0: know what? Maybe. <laughs> but, like, if you think of... Are, are we talking about size? But, but yeah. But like that, that would break Ariana Grande.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it would break her in half. <laughs> so maybe it's just a very pleasant, normal It's It's the kind of motion of the ocean. Who
0: knows? Normal's <laughs> underrated. Like, normal is chef's kiss. Normal is is what I always strive for.
1: (laughs) I just, it doesn't matter the size of anything. It's what you do with your assets.
0: It's the size of the heart that matters, Katie.
1: By assets, I mean your genitals, (laughs) but you know what I mean.
0: (laughs) Um, Who else was there? Okay, I mean, there was J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Harry and Meghan officially exited the royal family. It was so weird, like, looking – because I never talk about pop culture shit, so I'm like, how am I going to talk about this stuff? Like, And it, I'm, like, looking this up before every news outlet has released, like, all their, like, top pop culture moments of the year. <laughs>
2: um, but I have a theory or a thought on Harry and Meghan if we wanted to talk absolutely. about that. Absolutely. I – all I kept thinking is how in love Harry is with Meghan because to leave the royal family and go through that all, like, you need to love that person to to death yeah. because if I was him and you weren't head over heels over her, I'd be like, you can leave. we'll We'll get the divorce and make that be public. See, this kind of reminds so, me of
1: yeah. what's going on with Gigi Hadid. Or what has happened with Gigi Hadid and Zayn Malik, how they were dating, yes. they had a baby, and then there was a fight between Zayn and the mom, and Gigi took her mom's side, her blood family, over her um, baby daddy. And it just makes me think, I think I would go with my family as opposed to my significant other because uh. personally, this is how I think about it. My parents have given me such a good life. They've made me who I am today. And like, if I had abusive parents who were a piece of shit, maybe my answer would be different. But because I'm so fond of them, I'm like, okay, if someone fights with my mom, I'm obviously going to have my mom's back. Because when you exit the royal family, like they're never welcome again. That relationship is never going to be the same ever, especially after that Oprah interview. I mean, what are you doing? Just airing your family's dirty laundry?
0: Well, hold on, Vic, as someone who's been in a relationship for nine years, how do you feel?
2: I know. I have a lot of thoughts on this. I don't know what I would do. I feel like I would choose my family. But the thing is, I think it gets complicated because we're not engaged or married. But I think if you have a family, maybe the the choice would be different. But I think if you're not married or not, yeah, you're not married, I think, you know, that's a red flag. Because if he, in this situation, Zane pushed the mother, if he would push her, he's going to push you one day. Apple doesn't fall far from fall from far far. You got can You got that Never mind. I'm not even gonna say it, but you know what I mean. He's gonna do it to her. Like once a cheater, always a cheater. You push someone, you'll probably push the other person. You push <laughs> an old woman, not that she's old, but you know what I mean. Well, he also called her a dirty
1: fucking whore or a Dutch fucking. He whore. did. I'm yeah, sorry. Not if, anyone, if anyone ever called my what mom that, I'd be like, first off, call me that first before you call my mom that.
0: I mean, I just wouldn't be able to stay yeah. in a relationship with somebody who treated somebody else like that, especially someone who's my mom or someone that close to me. That's where I would draw the line. Not like. But yeah.
2: Also, I want to know how much was what's her name again? The mother. Yolanda. Yolanda. Yo, know, I want to know how much Yolanda was pushing him because I've watched her twice on Housewives, and I was like, I hate this. Well, woman. this is—I so, don't think they would have a case. Not to I don't think it. they would
1: have a case if it was just her making shit up. To be honest, because he was charged with four counts.
2: Oh, I, I didn't know that. Didn't even realize yeah. that. Then disregard what she I did. said.
1: No, but she. No, but Vic, you are right. She is known for fabricating because she she had Munchausens about her Lyme disease allegedly, but there is proof behind whatever happened with this case because there's four counts against him. So that's the only reason why I, I believe she has something.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Okay. I just thought of something. If you had to, what, well, two things. One, if you ha- had to be in a relationship that mimicked another relation, okay, fine. Let me rephrase this. If you had to choose a celebrity couple to be your parents, who would you pick? Somebody actually asked me this. I was doing a job interview once and it was a second round interview and this was one of the questions.
1: That's a great interview question. I'm going to take that. No. It was the
0: hardest thing I in the world.
1: I picked like two can random people. First? I literally think I was like
0: Adam Levine and Taylor Swift. Like the, I picked the two, most like the two celebrities that came oh, to my Oh, so mind they don't first.
1: need to be together. They, they can be any celebrity or they, do they need to be no, together? They
0: should be, let's, no, let's make it together. I, I definitely screwed up. I didn't get another interview after that. I, tra- I dropped the ball. Um, but no, people. couple. Oh, I
2: think I know. Let's hear it. Here you go um Mila Kunis and Aston Kutcher or Hilary Duff and her Uh, I don't know her husband's name but I I love their relationship I like want to be her child Hilary Duff is probably like the
0: world's best mom
2: yeah she does it all I love her
0: she's somebody who's just never gone off the wagon literally the worst thing she's ever done is like she was spotted giving him a blowjob after he proposed to her. And, like, people caught that on camera. And that was the worst thing she's ever done, like, in the public eye.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know about that.
0: Yeah. And people made such a big deal of it. Like, like she, like, sucked his dick. And it's like, they just got engaged. Let her. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that's, that's what she wants decide. to do. Let her. Let it be. Why are we making a big deal out of it? And why are we, like, photographing through the window? We also...
1: Yeah, that's weird. Like, that's almost porn. That basically is porn, I guess, if you're taking a picture of doing that. Yep. I don't even know a couple I would want as my parents. I do think Mila and Ashton's a really good one. They seem really wholesome and, like, they have really great values. I would just want a celebrity parent that actually gives a shit about me because I think a lot of times they just pass them off to the nannies and mm. I'd actually like to have my parents active in my life. So I'm not sure which celebrity that is, but... Um, maybe Kyle Richards. So Kyle Richards is on Real Housewives and she's on Beverly Hills and she loves being a mom. I would probably pick her. She seems like she's very involved in her children's lives. I don't know who she is, but I like that reasoning. Okay. Who would you pick? That's a couple.
0: I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Blake and Ryan.
1: Okay. That's a good one too.
0: And Joe and Sophie.
1: Oh, Joe Jonas. You would bring a Jonas brother in this. So
0: cute. I know, but like part it's it's honestly mainly because of Sophie. <laughs> Sophie Turner is the best Jonas brother, hands down. Um, no, I don't know. I mean, with Blake and Ryan, I mean they just seem incredible. I also like I know somebody who works for them, and like I have just heard nothing but the most incredible things about them as humans and as parents. Um, but also with, with Joe so and happen. Sophie, like I actually I have so much respect for them. They had a baby over a year ago nobody's ever seen this baby ever there are no pictures of this
2: they had a baby
0: her name is willa but it's unconfirmed they never even confirmed her name they were like we want her to just have her life and have her life be what she wants it to be and they literally like there are no pictures of this child none
2: i never knew that
0: and like It was a known thing that they had a baby, but like they never made like an official baby announcement. They never made an official announcement that she was pregnant. Like, yes, obviously she was spotted pregnant and that's how people knew. But like they just were like, we want this kid to have as normal of a life as possible. And so they've fully like kept her out of any of their stories in the public eye.
1: I honestly respect parents who are in the public eye that let their children make that choice when they're of age to make a informed decision. Like I know Kristen Cavallari, similarly to those two, she always says like I'm never showing my kids, I'll show the back of their heads. Like it's their decision if they want to do a reality show, I'm not going to put them on my show. I just think also your perception of life is so much different if you grow up with cameras around you 24/7. Like I would love to know, I would love for there to be a study of children who grow up on reality TV shows versus children who don't or children yeah. who start with it, and then if there is a decline after the cameras stop, stop rolling, because it does make me think of the Kardashian children who, you know, they grew up with the cameras around them, and then now the show's not a thing. Like, how is their life different? And how has that affected, like, how they act?
0: I mean, it doesn't seem like their life is much different now than when it was happening. I don't know. I know I, I have friends who, like, have – family friends and and friends that are celebrities and everything that I've heard from them is like, I would never want to be famous. I would never want to have famous parents or a famous sibling. Like, and I know people who have like dated siblings of very famous people. And, and it's like, it, it always just brings so many layers of almost like trauma into their lives.
1: Okay. You need to spill this tea. Cause I had no idea about any of this. I'll talk to you about it later. So how I know okay, so you said it brings trauma into their lives. Like how so? I just mean the overexposure?
0: It, overexposure or always being compared or like their successes being so almost like minimal or just not even like you not even on the same scale. Like you can't compare, let's say like you you have an older sibling who is a celebrity, like you can't even compare your successes of like getting a good grade on something or getting a job that you really want to like any single thing that's happening on any given day in their lives because it's just so different and it's on such a different scale. Um I I mean with celebrity parents it's like the, like the whole world knows your parents' business. And sometimes the, like sometimes you find out stuff about your own parents from like paparazzi and from TMZ before you even find it out for yourself so I think it's things like that where I just I don't know I mean I don't know and For And I think for so long like when I was so consumed with like the music business I either wanted to date somebody who like was really clo- like close to celebrities in terms of like what they were doing with their lives like managing them or something or who was actually a celebrity and like every single time I did something anywhere along those lines and trust me, I did not date anybody like actually famous you would ever have heard of, but like anytime I dated somebody like who was doing something that like could possibly get them that way, like it was just a disaster because i like their perception of everything was just completely different. I don't know. It's weird.
1: This reminds me of, so this was in the press a little bit ago. It's Bella Hadid said that she cries every single day and, all of this stuff and that she's so miserable. And I read the comments and people are like, you don't have a perception of reality. Like your perception is so different than people who like cry over financial issues. Yeah.
0: It's tough. I mean, I know so many people also who like either like work with TikTok stars or their cousin is a TikTok star or something. And it's like these people for the most part don't have actual friends. Like I know someone whose cousin has like, millions and millions of followers on TikTok but does not have a single friend in real life. Not a single one.
1: That's so sad.
0: And like when they even go to like family events like like Christmas dinner or what like Thanksgiving like they the person doesn't know how to have like in-person social interactions.
2: Wow. That's crazy. And then, you know, all three of us who are Pursuing our side hustles, trying They're to make like, it in life. You are like <laughs> fuck famous people, but like I'll be one. We're like,
0: like a hundred thousand people. Please follow me our, today. Our poor
2: children. <laughs> but you know what? Every not every kid has some type of trauma. If it's from being we're a celebrity, you know, Sorry, we're all up. Yeah, like every everyone's got their trauma. It's just a different avenue. Yeah. I
1: always think about the level of fame, though. That's kind of the sweet spot. Like I feel like for what we want to do, it's. I'm not trying. I mean, I would love to be KKW, but I'm realistically, I'm like, I'm not <laughs> trying to be that level where I'm photographed every single place I go. Everyone recognizes me everywhere I go. I just want to have like my thing in my industry where people know of me, yes, but not to the point where I have stalkers and not to the point where people are like coming after my family or coming after. I don't know. It almost makes like I don't want to say reality TV. You're status, making your but, like, bank. Like I'm making my bank, but like some people know who I am, some people don't, and I'm still able to have my private life.
0: I completely agree. I mean, I've been recognized on the street and I've had people come up to me and ask to, like take pictures with me. Oh my and, God!
1: And really? And
0: it, no, like it is the most, it is honestly like one of the coolest things ever. And it's happened like, it's happened a bunch of times, but it, I'm so I could jealous. also go a month where it doesn't happen. And to me, it's like, I would never want it to happen. Like in a perfect world, I would never want it to happen more than once a day. Like I want to be able to live my life.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about, like, people photographing. Like, I always see on TikTok, oh, Ryan – or not Ryan. Tyler, C at the club. People are just videoing him. I'm like, yeah. I don't need to be out drunk and people videoing me because you don't know what, Katie, you're getting on th- in that moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I look like shit 99% of the time I leave my house. So <laughs> let's pass on that. Okay. Let's get back into dating, end of 2021, all that. I want to talk about a few, like – phrases and kind of dating trends that happened this year because there was definitely a lot I mean obviously like one big trend was video dating which like came and went real quick um I actually never went on a video date Katie did you
1: I did I saw wait (laughs) so this guy was he works for a famous sports team and he is close friends with some of the players so we are having a FaceTime we actually met on TikTok he like followed me on TikTok I followed him back he followed me on Instagram. We liked to few each other. Each other. Each 2021 pictures. love story. A 2020, 2021 love story. And then he slid in my DMs. Was like, "Hey, what's here's my number. Like, we should hang out." Gives me his number. I text and we start texting. And then he asked me on a date, like to go on a walk. And I said, "How about we Facetime first? Because I'm like, one, I don't feel comfortable seeing strangers. I don't know who you've been around. This is pre-vaccine. And two, I'm like, I don't want to be stuck on a walk with you if your personality sucks. Like, I don't know what you're like in person. So we have this Facetime date. We schedule it for this time. Wait, isn't it?
0: Can I just call out that it's funny that you're like, I don't want to be stuck on a walk with this person. Like, what if they suck? But it's like that's what any first date is. Like, you're just stuck at a bar. I know. You're like, be stuck on a walk with this person. Yeah, but if I can
1: be in the comfort of my home judging you, I'd rather do that. So Deal. we pick a date. He's late. We pick a date and a time. He's late to call me. I'm like, all right, are we doing this or not? Like, I have a nine to five. Like, he clearly doesn't. I mean, his hours are different than mine. So then he calls me. He's in LA. He's at this famous person's house. He's on a golf course in the back of this person's house. And the camera angle is like down here. Like it's like very, very low. This is how he's FaceTiming me. Like from here, I'm seeing just chin up. He's barely making conversation. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Can you not talk? You can only talk through a screen. So dodge the bullet. Haven't talked to him since. Blocked his number. He does still occasionally like my TikToks.
0: Yeah, oh, we'll take the like.
1: We'll take the like. We'll take, we'll take the, like. the
0: like. I mean that 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 is where video dating does come in handy, though. Where it's like you did save your time from getting stuck on a walk with this guy.
1: I did, especially because I still lived at home in the suburbs. I would have to like, commute halfway or commute to the city to even meet this person. I was like, I don't feel like going through all that just to decide. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna see, I'm like, let's just do a video chat. And we talked with Tinks a while ago and she said her thing that she doesn't dating is she FaceTime someone randomly to see if they'll answer. She's like at a certain point if people aren't comfortable enough to answer her FaceTime, like, do you really want to date that person?
2: And before I Before meeting them? Before meeting them. And I kind of like that. I I do too. If I had to go back into the market, I think that I'd wanna FaceTime someone before I met with them in person.
1: But I actually wouldn't FaceTime any of my hinge matches before I met them in person. I'd rather just go in with no judgment so then I can go in confidently to the date and hope for the best.
0: Yeah. I do wonder also sometimes like you could have a really short FaceTime that goes really well and then you and then you get into the habit of like building up the story in your head about them and getting so over excited and then they're actually a disappointment in real life. Or they're yeah. like six inches shorter than you thought in real life. <laughs>
2: There's
0: nothing um, worse than that. Yeah. That's, have you really have you ever really been catfished?
1: No, I've never been catfished. I or actually on like, my first blind date this year. I've never been on a blind date before. I went on a blind date this year. He looked exactly as I thought he would. Personality was completely off. I met all of his friends his friends set me up and his personality was night and day with his friends. Huh.
2: Have you had a catfish? No. I feel like every time I've gone
0: on a date like they look exactly As expected. I mean, every single guy has been, like, an inch shorter because that's what guys do. You always have to know to round down. But um, that's never been something that I've, like, really cared about or impacted me. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. And
2: if you're like, Katie and I, we stalked their LinkedIn before. Not that I've been on a date, but I stalk my friends guys on LinkedIn. That's the first thing I do. I stalk everything
1: before I go on the date. I need to collect my facts. It's also collecting your talking points. Like I need to figure out things that I can bring up on the the date because there's a lot of awkward silences on dates.
0: But but there are also dates where there are no awkward silences. But that's where it gets confusing. It's like, oh, are there no awkward silences because we really hit it off and this is like a match made in heaven or because... I can talk to anyone and they can talk to anyone. And like everyone who goes on dates with them also has no awkward silences. No, I have
1: that same thought. Sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, are they actually as great as I think? Or are they like this with everyone?
0: Yeah, that's what's hard because you have no idea. I mean, there are definitely people who like you go on a date with them. You're like, oh my God, that was the best date ever. Like I'm sure they make every single person feel that way.
1: Mm -hmm. And I also think talk is so cheap at this point. I have an example I'd like to bring up. Um, so recently you have my permission. Thank you. Thank you. It's like I'm in court. So I went on a date with this guy a year ago and the date was okay. I was making up excuses for why it didn't go well because I was obsessed with this other person that I was seeing at the time and I wanted them to commit to me. So I let that fizzle out and then I kept seeing this person over the summer and then I kept seeing them out in Philly. Um, so I keep seeing him out in Philly and every time I see him in Philly, he stops to talk to me and then I see him out Halloween weekend and I was like, hi, hey, I think we need to redo our date. And he was like, Yeah, we had so much fun on our date. Like, I feel like we'd really get along. Let's play rock, paper, scissors, shoot, um, of who's gonna text first. So we play rock, paper, scissors, shoot of who's gonna text first. I win. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm texting you first. The next day I text him. He completely forgets our conversation, was blacked out. Um, it was extremely awkward. And I basically put myself out there being like, let's go to dinner. Like I'm the winner of rock, paper, scissors shoot. Like, what are you doing next week? He was like, yeah, I'm busy this week, but like down to reschedule. I was like, okay, this is the last time that I ever make a first move on any guy again. Because every time I do it, it doesn't work out.
0: That's such a bummer because I feel like you have such a great personality where like if you did make a first move, like, it would be representative of like true Katie, not like Katie trying to like date and impress a guy. And I feel like... That sucks because every time I've like talked to like my guy friends and stuff about it, when it's like, do you like when a girl makes the move or like asks you out or texts first? They're always like, yes, because girls don't do it. So when they do, it's like the hottest thing ever. It's so attractive. It makes them stand out. But then... that's that's the worst part and that's why girls don't want to do it because they've done it and it doesn't work
1: out I've done it at least this past year I've done it at least maybe three times and every single time it hasn't worked and I'm I'm either equally attractive or more attractive to the person or like equally personality level and nothing
0: damn Vic question for you do you yeah like how do you feel about I mean the fact that you've been in a relationship for so long because I know obviously me and Katie are, are over here talking about like different dates and stuff and, and that's something you <laughs> haven't experienced and so I mean I, I wonder this with my friends who have been in relationships for so long where obviously like yeah I'll hear I'll hear them like talk about it I'm like yeah like fuck you you never had to like deal with getting ghosted you never had to deal with like getting rejected and dating apps and stuff but it's like I it, it, that doesn't mean like everything was just like peachy or smooth sailing the whole time or that you don't feel like you missed out on something, not to say that you have to, but I'm just curious, like what that experience has been like for you.
2: Yeah. People ask, like ask this a lot. Um, I don't think I've missed out on a lot, but I joined my friends conversation about dating as if I'm dating, but I'm not. Um, so I just live vicariously through my friends, but I said this to someone this summer, I'm like, I'm not missing out on like going to the bar and let's say I meet a guy. Like the only thing I think I would miss out or that I do like if I was single is getting free drinks from guys. And I have gotten free drinks in a relationship, Um, which nothing wrong with that. It's it's good for the economy, you know, girl on a budget. But, okay, let's say I was single and then eventually like hit it off with the guy and had to go home with him. Like the next day he's probably going to ghost me. So I didn't have to worry about, you know, the ghosting the next day. So um yeah, I don't feel like I've missed out on anything because also another thing I did long distance with Andrew all through college. So it's not like I never talked to a guy while out. Right. And I know him vice versa cuz we've had this conversation cuz it's come up with both of our families so like, well, how do you know that you want to be with each other if you guys haven't dated other people and we're like do you think we've never talked to someone of the opposite sex? Like, that's just naive to think that especially all these years we've been dating. And I'm like, we talk, we've been out at parties talking to the opposite sex. And it's like, you know, yeah, you're aware of if you'd like someone else or not, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's probably really comforting for both of you also to know that you have like, obviously gone out and talked to people and, the most like, thing, like the thing that matters is that you're excited to go home to each other, whether it's mm-hmm. home figuratively think- or long distance home. Send each other a text, like "All right, yeah. I'm in bed,
2: good night." <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely made our relationship and our like so much stronger because I see couples that all they do is hang out with each other, or that's all they did in college, or like stay home and have a Facetime date every night and never get to experience college with your friends. Mm-hmm. And I never did that. And I'm so happy that both of us never did that because, you know, I'm not saying it was always easy because we used to get into so many fights. It was so annoying. Um, but now we're great. So that's fine. Can I say that one, um, like
1: one of the big yeah. benefits of you being in a relationship for so long, and like especially in your 20s and in college, is I think boys make everything so messy. And at a certain point, yeah, everyone dates the same people, sadly. And it's like, there's no, there's so much crossover. I feel like I'm 25. Well, I am 25. I don't feel like I'm 25. I'm 25 and I, I can already, I'll be on Hinge and I'll see someone I know. And I'll be like, well, I know you dated this person, this person, this person. And like, who am I going to piss off? I, yeah. you know, talking to this person or going on a date with them. And you don't have to worry about that when you're in a relationship.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think I cherish my friendship so much more because when I went out in college, my focus was having fun with my friends, not trying to make a guy like me so
0: look I'm not gonna lie my friends and I like we have we have spreadsheets of all of the guys that we like all made out with in college like it starts with a guy's name and then it goes down like b d c b c b c d e f g like through all the girls and it's like yeah it's fun to look back at and laugh like we were upset during the time when it actually was going down and that's ridiculous. Like yeah. there are so many people in the world and to like have things stay within the same friend circles is absolutely insane.
1: Well, it's also a comfort level too. Like if when I'm on Hinge, I want to date people who I know are in friend circles that I know. Not necessarily yeah. of my friends, but I'm saying like, you know, acquaintances or distant friends. So I know, okay, they're not a weirdo or I know at least something about them before going into the date.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Like your
2: values are kind of mm-hmm. the same.
0: No, you're so right on that. It really is a comfort thing, and I think that's something where, like, every like I mean, I don't know, if,
2: I don't know if I've ever
0: gone on a date with somebody I had no mutual friends with.
2: No, I, I don't haven't. think it's, I have. It's, it's kind of creepy to me. Well, also, what I do you know. talk about? What
0: do you talk about? I mean, I'm sure we could find things, but like, hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm looking up how many Facebook friends I have right now. Okay. If it will tell me.
2: Okay, but this also makes me think. When I one exception to that rule is internship programs because I became friends with a lot of like guys and girls and I had like zero mutual friends with anyone so like if you met someone through like that way makes sense that's true but I guess that kind of counts the but same thing but I would say like school. works a mutual okay, so never friend mind.
1: like I'm yeah, yeah, not yeah. a okay. person Disregard it's a mutual that. friend because you have things you can talk about.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like a mutual
1: a connection. A mutual connection that you can talk okay. about, like a reference point.
0: I agree. Work is a friend in that mm-hmm. case. Okay, I have 2.7K tw- Facebook friends. So if I no, you were don't. to go on a date with somebody and they did not know a single one of those people, yeah, I would be concerned. And I I would not go on that date, which is probably why I've never gone on a date with someone. I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of the first time. The first thing I would do when I would match with somebody on a dating app was look them up on Facebook and see who our mutual friends were.
1: Oh, I do that on Instagram. I try to yeah. figure out their last name and then I'm like, okay, who do we have in common?
0: Yeah. And then if you, if there's somebody who I'm like friends with enough or like I've spoken to in the last three years that I feel comfortable texting, I will do a reference check. I know I did it with Jake. Yeah. You,
1: oh, you do. A you know, it's funny. Check. I've never done. That. Always. Uh, maybe I have, I don't, I don't know. I can't remember if I have or not.
0: Really? Oh my God. Always. Every time.
2: Maybe
1: I'm I don't crazy. think I've gotten that far. Look- no, no, no. I guess I have a reference check. Anytime I have a mutual connection with someone, I do ask. I'm like, okay, so what's your take?
2: There you go. Yeah, yeah, you do do that. But what's funny is my I was with my friend last night, and she told me that she thought one of her coworkers was cute, and I'm like, well, have you ever you know tried to pursue it? Look him up on social media. She's like, no, like I really don't. I'm like, what? So. She told me his last name, found his LinkedIn, then found <laughs> his – found a mutual connection. And then I was like, all right, let's find his Instagram. His Instagram didn't have his last name. And like I'm just so thorough with it and I found one mutual connection. I was like, oh, you should hit up this guy to ask his opinion on him. And my friend's like, I'm not I doing that. you can that, only ask the but- opinion if
1: you're close enough and it's not going to get back to them. Because if yeah. you're asking yes. the opinion to a rando, they're going to go back and tell him. And yeah. be like, oh, she's obsessed with me. Like she's asking She's a stalker. Me. Well, no, my, my whole yeah. thing,
0: that, and that's where I could get myself in trouble, is I would do it before we even started having a conversation. I would uh, do it to decide, like, do I want to have a conversation with this person and get my hopes up about them? Because, look, I've done it sometimes where I have matched with people and I've asked friends about them. And they're like, absolutely fucking not. Or like that, per- like, that guy is like the biggest player I know. Mm-hmm. Or like, he is such an asshole. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. thank God I asked.
1: But my thing, my thing too is, I think everyone has their own opinion. So if That's we true. at least have mutual friends, and I'll go on the date just to make my own decision, and I'll I'll listen to what my friends are saying, and I'll have it in the back of my mind, and then maybe I'll listen, maybe I won't. And I just want to make my own decision before I completely say like, oh no,
2: yeah. Because what no, I you're look right. for in someone
1: might be different than what someone else looks for in someone, and like. I don't know. Everyone just has their different lens of how they're looking at someone.
0: But my question is, like, what if you went on a date with somebody you thought they were amazing, and then you ask someone about them, and they're and like, "They say he's an asshole," and they say they're an asshole, or they did something absolutely terrible to someone that they know, and it's like, oh, but you already established your opinion on them, and you think they're yeah. amazing, but now you're hearing this other thing, and like, I just know that once I form an opinion about somebody, like, it's really hard for me to take. Like, if I really like someone and then someone else is like, no, you should not like that person, like, bad news, I'm going to be like, well, maybe they've changed. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And then, like, they end up being exactly
2: how I was told they were going to be.
1: Yeah. No, I definitely had those moments, too.
2: But I just think... Katie, we're probably thinking about the same person.
1: <laughs> it probably. I just think it's live and you learn. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I think girls have this thing in their mind that they can be the one to change someone or maybe it'll be different with me. And then sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really tend to be true, but I'd rather at least give something a shot if I feel strongly about something and learn the hard way than not give it at all a chance if I'm interested.
0: You're right. I mean, look, I think you're right but I'm also saying you're right while knowing that I have learned things the hard way. And like I could have saved myself so much. I know. No, I'm thinking
1: thinking about, so someone specifically who Vic's probably thinking about too, like is a mutual friend of ours. And I think we're thinking about the same person. Like, so if I'm not tell me I'm wrong, but I went on a date with this person. We were messaging like basically on Instagram all summer. Should have been my first red flag. Second red flag should have been all the hot girls that he follows. Third red flag should have just been him going out all the time. But I was like, okay, like I want to give him a chance, whatever. Go on a date, like acts like he's into me for a week and then completely just drops off. And I'm like, all right. Could have, could have seen this one coming. But, you know. But I feel
0: like you can't, you can't do that when you have mutual friends. You can't just drop off. That's the whole point of like having mutual friends, or like having friends set you up, or something. Is like you can't just drop off the face of the earth. You have to be more respectful yeah. than that. And say no, something. but I think
1: people do. I so they do, but that's my, like it's like how. <laughs> yeah, my experience with mutual friends is we will date and then it won't go well, and then it's slightly awkward for a little bit, and I have to give distance from either that friend group or wherever I'd come in contact with that person so that it's not awkward with the rest of the group if they still think highly of that person. And then also you have to filter what you say because you can't say what you want to say about that person because they are friends with that person and they've been friends with that person and they'll continue being friends with that person. And just that because true. you and that person didn't work out doesn't mean shit to them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Another thought on this topic is I think Katie, we used to talk about this, but Your friends that are like, well, he was a player in college. And yes, people sometimes do change after college because the real world and college are so different. Mm -hmm. But it's just another situation that you're going to have to learn. Like, has he changed? Is he over the whole frat boy lifestyle?
0: That's what's tough. I mean, I know like some of my friends like made out with – more people than any human could possibly count in college, but like that doesn't mean they are still doing that by any means. Um, it's me on my friends. No, I'm kidding. But, um, no, but like it doesn't, that's just college. Like it's also different. Like I went to a really big party school where like it was very normal. Like everybody was just like being a player kind of. And I know I could count so few relationships like that. My friends were in throughout college just because that was so foreign. And so it it is weird. It's like, cause I will ask my friends and they about people and they have said like, Oh, he was like, like you said, like such a player, like so fratty, like would just like hook up with everyone in college. It's like, well, at what point do we stop counting what someone did in college?
1: No, I agree. But this is this is something that I think I've now started doing in modern dating, post grad, is I've come to the conclusion that everyone is talking to at least 5 to 10 people while they're talking to you. So you can't get your hopes up and you have to talk to 5 to 10 other people too. Sad. And define talking to. Date,
0: like while they're talking to you, does that mean before a first date, after a first date, before a fifth date, like in what stage?
1: Um, I would say by like the second date they're probably talking to 5 to 10 people. On average. I know. And it sucks. It sucks because I'm always like trying to put the clues together of, like, oh, who's the bitch that liked his Instagram or who commented and like all that kind of shit. And it's like, you just can't even overanalyze it because who knows what they're looking for? Who knows what you're looking for? They're basically comparing, contrasting the different people they're talking to and trying to decide who's number one in their mind. Or maybe if number one doesn't like them back, they're going to go to number two because they have that option. Yeah.
2: Or in today's age, most people have Snapchats. Ew, and even if they're not officially talking to everyone. I have a few best friends that I can name on the top of my hand. that I'm like, are you talking to that guy? She's like, no, we just snap occasionally. So like imagine I'm sorry, all the girls girl, or if guys. If a guy ever
1: snap me occasionally, I'd be like, delete your fucking app and don't ever snap me again. Okay,
2: but you are not a Snapchat person. Yeah, but, but
1: what am I sending on? No, this is why. I believe Snapchat is a, is a breeding bacterial whatever those things are petri dish of bad things breeding ground? it's a it's and you, a breeding you ground. got out of it it's a breeding ground you got ground out of it effectively for, it's like every guy who gets my number adds me on snapchat i'm like are you just trying to see me naked like what is the point of snapchat yes they nowadays? are that is exactly you're so snapping true. everyone that's <laughs> yeah. literally what it is i'm like i'll just show you in person if you just come over like i don't need to snapchat it to you <laughs> well that no that's the problem exactly
0: what you said just now Vic, is that like they're snapping everyone it's like the number of times I've seen people get so excited because a guy snapchatted them something like with a dog or like at like in their bed at night or just like chilling. Like, even if it's like absolutely not sexual whatsoever, like they get so excited, but it's like, they're not just sending that to you unless they write something specific that you know is specifically to you, an inside joke. Like they're you're in conversation via snapchat going down the list. It is. They are literally clicking like 20 people.
1: Yeah. It's fucked up. It is. Okay.
0: We've talked about all the things that are fucked up now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Glad I got it out there. And I'm like still looking at my phone anxiously waiting for that guy to text me to reschedule when it's not going to happen. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I just know I'm going to run into him out in Philly and I'm going to be a raging bitch. I'm not going to be a raging bitch. I'll just be like, hi. As you should. No, no, no. We're not, we're not stooping to that level. I'm just gonna be like, hey, how are you? Keep it moving.
0: Hey, I think your text to me didn't send. Is your phone working?
1: (laughs) No, I couldn't. I think at that point it's so desperado because well, this is the background. I canceled on him three times before our first date. So I'm like, I know
0: you made it to a first date. I know,
1: I know, I was too. I was like, there's no shot. He'll go with me. And then I was like, fuck yeah, like I definitely messed this up after the cancellation three times, but
2: and my guess is he's talking no to i someone. think he's definitely
1: talking to someone
0: or five other people or, or five,
1: five other people probably five other yeah. people yeah. <laughs> okay
0: uh to try and avoid making this six. the world's longest episode i want us to get to because there's like a million things that we haven't talked about that i want to okay, talk okay, about let's but, dive in. but i want us to get to what's coming up in 2022 and like from everything we talked about what takeaways from dating in 2021 our relationships and stuff we have and like how can people actually go into 2022 and maybe find what they're looking for or like what red flags did we discover this year that like we really need to run from or what green flags came up that were like okay like we need to look for more people like this
1: okay i'll go first Number one, green flags, I think, are people who want commitment. I think people who have a background of being in relationships tend most likely want relationships. And I think those are the people to look for because if they've had a girlfriend, they probably know how to treat a girl. I've seen people and gone on dates with people who I know for a fact have not had girlfriends. And I'm like, what am I doing here? You're not going to know how to act around me or do anything with me.
0: I will counter that. Okay, okay. <laughs> by saying that Jake is literally the best boyfriend in the world, and I am his first girlfriend,
1: really? That doesn't scare you at all.
0: No, I think it's worth the question of like, well, why haven't you been in relationships before? Mm-hmm. Um and I think once you get that answer, obviously there are answers that could be real red flags, like, Oh, I've never really wanted to commit to someone or what or like, oh, it's just like whatever it may be. But I think, it. I mean, for him, the answer was like, he traveled for work a lot. Like at, he lived in Vegas for a year for work. Like it just like, he wasn't in a relationship in college. And then after he was like, just super busy with work and, and getting himself established in his career and like had to travel all the time and didn't have time to really date and like look for something real. And I was like, that makes sense. And he made it like very clear that like he was now, if he found the right thing. And so I was like, okay. And I think in terms of like, never have been, having been in a relationship before and not knowing like how to be a partner in that. I mean, it's something that like every relationship really is different. Like I've been in relationships before, but they are all really fucked up relationships and or like long distance relationships and stuff. So like, I think every relationship is, it's just about like communicating what you need from each other. So that is my argument to that. But also that is one example.
1: Okay. Okay. Here's my green flag. Number two, they plan in advance. Nothing turns me on more than when someone is considered of my schedule and makes a plan and thinks about something that I've said to them. Like if I said, oh, I really like X, Y, and Z. And they decide, okay, Katie said she liked this. Let's, I'm going to ask her to go to this place. She said this is her favorite food. And then making a plan. That, there is nothing hotter than that in my mind. That is 100 green flags.
0: A man with a plan. And it's thoughtful. It's thoughtful. It really is. Because you also know, like you said, like they paid attention to something. They put the effort into, it It shows effort. It really does. Mm-hmm. And they put the effort in sooner than they had to, to make you feel like secure about what you were doing. And then you can get excited about it. I totally
2: agree. Vic, what are green flags for you? Are, are, are we doing green flags or predictions?
1: Green flags for going into 2021, not settling for the bullshit that we dealt with in, or
2: I'm sorry, going into 2022. Yeah,
1: you want to I do don't even know what year over. It is.
2: absolutely not even though the year did go by quick I think a green flag you know I'm gonna reverse this I think because of like podcasting TikTok all the influencers who are all about like empowerment and believing in yourself like who cares about the green flag and the other person you need to realize do I like them and like are they worthy of my time and just knowing who you are because I feel like We're opening the conversation of women, like, being confident and, you know, like, from Call Her Daddy and your dating podcast. We Met at Acme. It's, like, taking that control into your life and, you know, instead of being like, well, what's going to make me like him? Or, like, not that. Like, what – does he like me? It's like, well, do I want him and is he even worth my time?
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. 100%. I still struggle with that. So, going in
2: with that mindset.
1: I still – I – I'm afraid of intimacy. I decided this is the off topic, but I, so, so 35 year old, I was talking with him and I was saying how I love group dates. And he was like, are you afraid of intimacy? And then I realized, okay, I am. And then it made me realize on top of that, me downloading hinge, I connected with some person. We were texting last night. Then he said something that kind of was a little off putting ever so slightly that he lives at home. And I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't know if I want to go on a date now. You know, and it's like you you, shutting down the idea that maybe like putting yourself out there. Yeah. Because of something that's not exactly how you want it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, you're completely right. And I think that's something where it's like, well, we all lived at home this past year and a half, like Mm -hmm. at many different times. I'm literally in my house right now, though when this episode comes out, I will no longer own this house or my parents will no longer own this house. So um, everybody pour one out for my childhood home. I'll pour out
1: my iced tea for your, your
0: childhood home. Thank you. Um But no, I think, I mean, look, going back to what Vic said, like, yes, I spent, I, I couldn't agree more. I was so guilty of saying all the time, like, well, I, do they like me? And that's all I cared about. I never want to stop to think like, do I even like them? Um But yeah, Katie, I mean, with what you're saying, I think... It is something that people struggle with where it's like, well, he lives at home, but like the next guy won't. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure I could find someone who's just as good as him who lives in their own place. But it's like, that's, the, I think that's one of the biggest problems is that we feel like we can just like pick out items a la carte. And like, mm-hmm. if we like keep swiping, we'll find the person who feels like has everything on the menu that we want. And that's yeah. not real. That's it's just not a real. Good point. But it's the green
1: flag of being open minded, being yeah. that the person I'm seeing to be open minded, but also me being open minded. I did tell him, I said, I'll be home next week. I'm dog sitting. We'll get drinks done. And he said, sounds good. And he probably thinks I'm blowing him off, but I actually will be home. And maybe I will text him. Time will tell. Time will tell.
2: You right?
0: should text him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For those listening, Katie just gave
0: the funniest face. I can't even describe it. What are you going to say,
2: Vic? Nothing. Alana, what is yours? Yeah, what are your green flags? My
0: green flags. I, I mean, Vic, I really love what you said. And I think that's... Something that I, I definitely would have said is like focus on do you like them, not do they like you and, and how can you make them like you and don't think about like, oh, well, if I like wait another hour to send the text, maybe he'll want me more. Maybe she'll like be more into me, like whatever that may be. Like, I think a green flag is when you really feel like you can be yourself with somebody. Mm-hmm. I think a really big green flag yeah, and, and something one. that I hope people can take into 2022 is when you feel like you don't have to ask your friends. What to say to this person over text. That is the biggest green flag because you actually feel comfortable having a conversation on your own, which you are fully capable of. But sometimes you forget that. We're all guilty Mm -hmm. of it. But when you actually feel like, oh, yeah, like I don't need to like send this to the group chat. I don't need to to get the whole team on board to like create this response. That's a really big thing. And that sounds ridiculous. It's like, oh, we can't send a text on them. It's like, no. We can't. We haven't been for years. So once you feel comfortable enough with somebody, and it might happen before a first date or after a first date, like whenever it is, but once you feel like empowered enough, where like oh, well, I can just be myself, I can say whatever I want to say, I can text them the way I text my friends, and not think twice about it, like that is a huge green flag.
1: Let's talk about red flags. Yeah. Can we talk about red flags. Can everyone rattle off their top three red flags? Because I'm so curious.
0: Let's do it quick. Like, like, let's do it like Spitfire. Like first Spit things fire. that come to mind. Spitfire.
1: Spitfire. Number one, add you on Snapchat. Uh,
2: yeah, run. <laughs> Sprint. Run the marathon. <laughs> if I'm going to say someone who doesn't have a passion. So like that's also a green flag. If they do have a passion for something in life, green flag. If they don't, immediate red flag. Gotta go. Yep. You need some help.
0: Someone who doesn't ask you questions.
1: Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh my god! I go on dates and I'm like, hey, hey, am I the
1: only interviewer here? Like, I'm yep. asking you all these questions <laughs> out of politeness, and you haven't asked me jack shit.
0: Yep. Huge red flag is the person does not ask questions about you. Like, you're on a date. Like,
1: you're supposed to be getting to know each other. Also, do red you know flag, why get to know me <laughs> when they have monologues? When they have long ass, boring monologues about their job that they think are important, but no one gives two fucks about.
0: Yeah. Yep. Like Next talk to your mom flag. Or your if they don't
1: meet you, if they don't meet you halfway or they expect you to go all the way to them.
0: I make fun of Jake for that one because, um, in his defense, I did say I lived on the Upper East Side and I really lived in Midtown East, but, um, our first date was on his corner.
1: Shut the fuck up. No way. Yep. Well, first thing, it's his- just a practice round. It's a practice round.
0: Uh, no, look, my brother, and he, may, he might overhear me when I say this, but he used to live in a building that was on top of a speakeasy, and I uh-huh. yelled at him when I found this out. Every single one of his dates was in that speakeasy. No. Every single one. He was like, I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. Mm. Like, I'm making time for the date. They can come down here. Like, No. Absolutely not. No.
1: Red flag. Flag. Red flag also someone who makes excuses for why they can't see you or why they can't fit you in their schedule because everyone is busy. Everyone has a schedule. It's being considered that schedule and finding a time that works for you both.
0: I
2: agree. I agree. I agree. agree. What is your thought on this red flag? I couldn't date a guy that didn't go to the gym.
0: I mean, I think as long as like they're doing something to stay like healthy, not necessarily like fit or in shape, but healthy like if they just are sedentary all day long and don't move that is probably a, a sign that there will be bigger problems down the road
2: That that's exactly what i'm thinking i don't want you to die of a heart attack at age 30 because you don't enjoy activities yeah. that involve moving your body
0: yeah but like the gym membership isn't the requirement like if you go for
2: walks run oh, no. like do
0: push-ups in your apartment like fine activities just do exercise, yeah, exercise getting
2: the heart heart healthy yeah
0: I agree. It also just shows like you care about yourself. And it's like, how can you care for somebody else if you're not prioritizing your own like health? You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think that's, I yeah. do think that's important. And I think and a lot
1: of times people associate working out with, oh, I want to look good. I want to look skinny. I work out for mental health reasons. I work out because I'm like, I can't be an anxious bitch today. So I need to get my ass up at six o'clock and go to the gym because if I don't, I'm going to be a psychopath later to my roommate. So we're going to the gym.
0: You're a good roommate. I support that. Okay. Before we go, one thing you did in 2021 that you do not want to do in 2022.
1: I think doubt myself, self-doubt, feeling like maybe I'm not enough or that I'm not capable of doing something that other people are doing. Um, Just being confident in my abilities and being true to myself
2: and unapologetically me.
0: I love that. Vic?
2: See, I'd like to say that, but I I know that that's just not realistic for me going into 2022. So I'm going to say to stop worrying because I worry. You think that's realistic? Well, hear me out. I am getting better at it because if COVID taught us anything, life is so unpredictable and I can't. Wor- I constantly worry about things that are happening, like in six months. And I'm like, well, so much is going to change in six months that why am I freaking out about it now? So not worrying about things that are more than a month out, as much as I already do. I like that. I think I, that's that's realistic for me. Okay, what's yours, Alana?
0: I want to stop kind of jumping through hoops, and for people who don't respect me. Yeah, um, that's a good one. And. Really, like, not holding myself back because of what people are going to think of me.
1: I mean, retweet. I, if I could add a second one, that would be it. Both
2: of those.
0: Let's hold each other accountable.
2: Especially, I know, especially because we all have a podcast. So it's, we're putting ourselves out there and it's like not, think, stop caring about what anyone has to say. You don't like this. Yeah. Why are you listening? It is hard. why are you watching well thank you guys so much
0: for being here it is funny like we could actually go on forever but i really have to pee so yes go pee i'm going to um (laughs) where can everybody find you. you for when they wake up on january 1st and have the biggest actual hangover and moral hangover from whatever they did the night before where can they find you guys
1: so you can find us at the moral hangover podcast on instagram on tiktok we have new episodes every monday you can stream us on spotify and apple podcast you can follow our personal handles i'm at katie underscore dombrowski vic say yours because i fuck it up every time
2: mine is at vic bruno underscore what's
1: hard about
0: that
2: i put the underscore in between the name not after the name
0: Ah, uh, because that's where yours is got it mm-hmm. well and i'm alana dot and this is seeing other people at seeing other people everywhere you guys thank you so much for being on this wild ride throughout the year we have one more episode on thursday coming at you where i'm actually sitting down with my producer camilla vola and we're just going to talk about the year in seeing other people so stay tuned for that definitely follow Vic, katie and the moral hangover and i'll talk to you guys soon